You know, all my books are probably are, are my babies, but I think the biggest one that to this day is probably still my favorite is um, Defining Moments. And so Defining Moments is actually my personal journey with grief. Um, I, I buried my fiance unexpectedly three years ago. Hello, friend. You came back. You listened. Yes. This is part two of our episode with Leah Forney, a prolific writer. Leah shared her personal story about abandonment, issues that she had with her mother and father who were addicts. So thank you for coming back. Before we dive into the rest of her story, I need to remind you about some important things. What am I going to say? Yeah, remember to like the video. Also, leave a comment, leave a message. Go ahead and if you haven't already, please subscribe. Click the button, press the notification bell so that you know when another video is uploaded. Thank you. And of course, if you have, thank you. Friend, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that means you're new. So welcome. This is Life and Faith Chats. We are continuing a chat, life chat with Leah Forney. Don't leave. You can join us now and you can go back and listen to her previous episode. I also want to tell you that we will be recording some new episodes and they will be weekly. I know I change, but we're coming into the holiday season. So these episodes have to do with living wisely during the holidays. I invited a couple of my friends, two to be exact, and they're sharing wisdom nuggets. You do not believe me. You don't want to miss. One is on tips for how you can save and use your money wisely. And the other is sharing some really informative information on the flower, F-L-O-U-R, that we use, especially during the season as we're eating, we're baking cakes, pies, cookies. Let's learn how to do things wisely. The Bible tells us that my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. Let's get the knowledge that he left for us. In addition to that, I will be doing my first set of giveaways. So from my friend who shares her wisdom nuggets on finances, I will be giving away her book to the first person who makes a comment in the comment section when that episode uploads in November. And my other friend, I will be giving out her flower, which is available on Amazon and Walmart, but you got to listen. And she's offering even more, well, they're not samples. They're the real deal for people who make comments. So do come back. We're about to get started. This is part two. And when I ended, I said, Leah shares a tragic loss. And then we go back and revisit her mom and her dad and find out where she is now. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started with our chat. 
And if you, I tell people, if you'd have told me then where I'd be today, I probably would have laughed because the grief and the loss was so, was so heavy. And he was actually one of five deaths that happened within a year span. And what I love about my personal journey with grief was the lessons that I learned. And I tell people probably the two favorite lessons for me is the lesson I learned on support, which is that support is a two-way street. I think a lot of times we think that people are supposed to know how to support us. And I was grieving, isolating, screaming out to God, don't nobody care, ain't nobody checking on me. And God's like, yeah, because you on Leah's Island, Mm. isolating. Um, And so he taught me a valuable lesson about support. And he taught me that support requires you to do two things. One, it requires you to communicate what you need. And then it requires you to be open to receiving what you said you need. Because what I had to learn was that while I may communicate what I need, am I really open to receiving it? And a lot of times we're not. The other lesson he taught me was how to be to others what you need. So while I was grieving, I'm also a mental health clinician. So I'm seeing clients. And literally that one year, all my clients was dealing with grief. All of them. And here I am having to encourage, having to motivate, having to pour the very little that I feel like I got in me (laughs) into my clients. And I'm saying to God, this doesn't make no sense. Like, why do you have me doing this encouraging? And I need encouragement. And God said, because you're sowing a seed. And sometimes in order to get what you want and what you need, you got to first plant the seed. So then the harvest comes back to you. And so Defining Moments is probably my favorite book out of all my books. All of them are my babies. But that that one, I feel like, is um, timeless because grief and loss is such a huge thing. And many of us go through it. And even in the last year with just COVID alone, that's been the thing that many of us have been dealing with. Yeah, this was three years ago. Yeah. How are you doing now? You know, I'm I'm so good. I am so good. I, I'm really at peace. I took a lot of time to to heal, to go to therapy. I tell people I'm a therapist that has a therapist. I truly believe in in, in that. Um, but really to seek God and and allow him to do the work. You know, I, I tell people there were many blessings that came out of that tragic situation in my life. Um, I have become so much more compassionate and so much more aware of of time you know I don't think before then I think I kind of always felt like oh we always got time because he was 30 when he passed so it was like oh we young we always got time but (laughs) going through that was really realizing that one time waits for nobody we don't always have time um but then also the compassion of learning that every opportunity that I have with any individual is precious because I could get off the phone with somebody today and they'd be gone tomorrow. That was my life. <laughs> you know, he was with me one day, the next day he was, he was gone. So learning those things has helped me become a better person. Cause now I make sure every encounter that I have with someone is more of a positive one than it is a negative one. <sighs> you, you, you're quite a young lady. You're amazing. I'm, my, my heart is still grieving just from what you said, because <laughs> You said my fiance, so I'm thinking she was planning a wedding. She was mm-hmm. empowered. And yeah. you, you talked to him one day, he was gone the next day. Yeah. Wow. wow. And to make every encounter precious. Wow. 
there's so much we take for granted. There's so much that we take for granted. And um, yeah, yeah, that, that, thank you for sharing that. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I have to ask you, I ask you, mm-hmm. I have to say that correctly. <laughs> Has your mother ever asked for your forgiveness? Yes. Yes. I'll actually tell you when it happened. So my mother and I, when she was with me in North Carolina, um, I finally just at, got got the courage to ask her how she ended up on drugs. Like how, what was the catalyst to that? And that's when I learned um, that she was molested. Uh, and, and, and it was so beautiful because in her sharing that with me, I didn't at the time, um, it had been maybe three years since I was sexually assaulted. So I was able to share with her about my sexual assault. And I remember her crying and saying all she ever wanted to do was protect her children. Mm-hmm. And hearing that I had gone through a sexual assault, she couldn't protect me. And I, and I said to her, I said, well, mom, how could you give of something you never got? Who protected you? So how would you know what protection looks like if no one protected you? Um, and I remember in that conversation of me saying to her, cause she had apologized to me and, and then on top of that, thanked me because out of all of six of her children, I'm the only one to this day that really wants anything to do with her. Um, and she asked me to forgive her. And that was the moment I think for me where I began to see her truly as a woman, not my mom, as a woman, um, because she started to recognize her own faults in this and recognize like, yeah, I'm not really the, I wasn't the greatest mom. Um, and so my hope and prayer even now is that my siblings get to have that moment of freedom for themselves uh, when it comes to our mother, because I, I try to tell them, you know, forgiveness is for you. It's not really about her. It's about how do you begin to be free and let go of that bondage and that baggage that is really holding you back. Now, what about your dad? Because we started off with Daddy's Little Princess. Why the title of the book, please explain. And in terms of relationship, is your father still alive? Yeah, so the title of the book comes from because my daddy used to always say, hey, princess. That was his way of uh, always greeting me. Um, he passed away two years ago in March. Um, I, You know, my father and I had an estranged relationship towards the end. And probably one of the things that I have regretted was not putting my stubbornness to the side because we so much alike and really talking to him um, and really uh, hearing him out the way I, I heard my mother out. Um, and I think for me, the reason why I didn't do that is because I held my dad at a, such a high regard. Mm-hmm. And what God had revealed to me was that what I needed from my father and what had hurt me the most about my father's absence was that when my mom checked out, he checked out too. So he didn't think to step up when she wasn't around. Uh, so yeah, that was when he passed away, it was so hard for me in the beginning because it was that feeling of, uh, I thought we had more time and then I could have made it, you know, we could have had those conversations, but he did have that conversation with my baby sister, um, because she was the last to see him. And, and she did share with me that all he talked about was he wished he got it right with me. 
So that brought me so much comfort to know that even as he was transitioning um, from this life, his thoughts was, I wish I had more time to get it right with my daughter, Leah. Oh, so that was two years ago. And are you at peace with that relationship? I am. I'm at peace with that relationship. Uh, it's funny because yesterday was that would have been his 56th birthday. And so me and my family, we were all on virtual. We did some balloon release. And um, I live today to to continue to make both my parents proud. You know, I know that my dad is looking down on me and he's proud of me for really just moving forward and, and healing and forgiving and then helping other people <laughs> understand that. Again, the healing that God promises you, it, it it's real. You know, you it just it's a process though. And that's what I tell people. I tell healing to me is like having open heart surgery with no anesthesia. Like you're gonna feel it, you're gonna go through it, and it's painful. But there's but when you get on the other side of it, it's so beautiful because the peace and the joy that comes with it. That's what God promised us. I tell people, you know, God didn't promise you just to be healed. He actually promised you to be whole. That's what he promised you. Um, healing to me is just a temporary stop to hold this. And so yeah, I'm so much at peace with just my life in general um, because I get it now. And God has shown me, okay, this is why I had to allow you to go through what you went through because it made you who you are today. What about your grandmother? Uh, is she still alive? How, how is she? Yeah. So both my grandmothers are still alive. My mom and my dad's side, they are my best friends. <laughs> I, I call and talk to them daily, if not daily, every other day. Um, we just have such an amazing relationship and they're both so, so proud of me. There's not a book that I've put out that neither one of them have not gotten. Uh, <laughs> they always bragging like my grandbaby is a published author. So they're beyond proud of me. And they're proud of me for really pushing past th these challenges as a young girl and, and then helping other people see that you can do the same. I have to ask you because you are um, your mental health clinician. Right? Mm -hmm. If someone feels like they need, especially after all this time with COVID and different things, I've, I've come to find out more, and I'm quite a bit older than you, that we all have been traumatized in yeah. different areas. Of life. We all have, you know? Yeah. Whether you had two parents, one, them, we've all been traumatized. Uh, mm -hmm. um, if someone wants to reach out to a clinician or mental health therapist, someone mm -hmm. to talk with, how do you go about looking for or finding a therapist that you can trust and talk to? Yeah. So I, I, the first thing I would say is if you have insurance, definitely um, call your insurance number. They have a list of behavioral health providers that takes your insurance. Um, in terms of what to look for, I, I personally, so... I have a black therapist. I personally chose a black therapist, even though I've had a white therapist before, um, because I wanted somebody that can get it. Not to say that anybody of a different race can't. There are some really great culturally sound uh, clinicians of other um, races that get it as well. But I just wanted to have that conversation with somebody that looked like me. Uh, so really 
I would say figure out what your preferences are. Are are you comfortable? If you're a female, are you comfortable having a male therapist or do you want a female therapist? My therapist happens to be a female because I personally am just not going to have certain conversations with a man. I will have them with a female and feel more comfortable. Um, The other thing that I would say is be ready. Because one thing about therapy is it's really going to challenge you. It's really going to have you really look at you, really do the introspective work. My therapist is notorious for handing me homework, mm-hmm. notorious for doing it. Um, but it's you have to ask yourself, am I really ready to really pull back the layers? When I started going to therapy, I got into therapy, well, this time around, I got into therapy because my fiance died. So naturally to me, it made sense, grief, go to see a therapist to talk about all your emotions and everything that you're experiencing. Um, But in that, and this is how God used it, he began to get me to deal with the mother and father wounds. He began to get me to really think about what happiness really does look like for me. He got me to start thinking on a much deeper level um, than the surface. So definitely make sure you're ready. Um, And then I would say research. Like if you know somebody that's in the field of mental health, if you know somebody that works in human services, definitely don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, I have a lot of friends of mine a lot that will come to me and say, hey, I'm looking for a therapist. Who do you know in this state? Who do you know? And it's as simple as me just reaching out to some colleagues and saying, hey, who do you know in this state and takes this insurance? So those are the things that I would say. Definitely start with your insurance. Um, and the other thing I would say is when it comes to fees, sometimes depending on what your insurance will charge, if you are working with a therapist that offers what they call sliding scale fee, ask them what their sliding scale fee is. Because a lot of times you'll save more money paying out of pocket per session than you would if your insurance was covering it. Really? Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Great life nugget. Great life, life nugget. Is there anything else you want to share from, from that? No, um, I just, you know, I think for me in life in general, I say to anybody that's listening, trust your process. Everybody's process and, and journey is different. Um, and don't rush it. Like don't one thing, the biggest lesson for me and even going through COVID was learning how to slow down and enjoy the journey. I think we get so caught up in destination. We get caught up in destiny and it's like, oh, I just need to reach my destiny that we miss all that God is doing, wanting to do in the journey. And so slow down, really enjoy your journey um, and then learn to be more introspective. I th- For me, I got to get, get real introspective. I tell people, I I have switched my questioning of God from why me to how is this supposed to impact my life? Um, I think that when we say why me, we kind of stay in a victim place and and we kind of feel like God is doing something to punish us. But when we begin to ask questions of how, how do I get, how did I get here? How do I keep going through these types of like It makes it more introspective, which means that you're ready for some healing. Hmm. That is a wisdom nugget. Wow. Now, why me? But how, you know, how, how am I, or, or what am I supposed to learn from this? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. What am I supposed to learn from this? Wow. You are 
a gem. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're, a gem. You're, you're amazing. You're amazing. Your podcast, Hey Queen Thrive. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm ending. We can find your podcast on all major platforms. Yes. Is it also a video podcast? It's not video. Maybe a season two. I, you know, I, I'm like, I see people do video and audio and I'm like, eh, it's hard to manage just audio sometimes. So maybe it comes season two, I might add the video element. So otherwise we can just reach out to listen because I would like to, what's your major focus on your podcast? Yeah. So Hey Queen Thrive is really geared to towards women. I do have male listeners, but the purpose behind the platform is to tell life stories by women for women. Um, So each and every one of my guests that come on it, you know, they have different walks of life, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's motherhood, whether it's uh, authorship, whether it's I've gone through something traumatic and survived. I really wanted to highlight everyday women that are just doing amazing things despite what it is that they've gone through. I like that. I like that. All of your other books we can get from your website. Yep. So my website is www.leahmforney.com. Um, I am restocking as we speak. So a lot of them will probably say out of stock for a while because I'm waiting on shipment, but yep, they're on there. Thank you. Leah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for blessing us, exhorting us, encouraging us, giving us words of wisdom and for directing us towards our purpose. Thank you for being a guest on Life and Faith Chat. And thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for having me, Joy. I appreciate it. You've blessed me. And I know you've blessed those who have listened. And friends, thank you so very much for joining, for coming along for this month as we share stories to encourage you and share lessons of life and lessons of redemption and grace. Remember, we start a new set of chats in November. Come back, be the first one, get a giveaway, and it's to say thank you. God bless and peace.